What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today! When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons toward your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Because shopping at Kroger, whether in-store or online, is easy. And saving money is even easier with the Kroger app. So get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Forever. Dog. Working more from home than ever worked from work. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the truth? Oh man. I got a brand new ring light. I got two green screens, so I uh, I don't. I got a bunch of sound equipment. I'm uh, I'm doing a lot, friends. I'm doing a lot. <laughs> I'm tired because on my weeks off, I work another job. So. Oh damn. Yeah. So with the show, I mean, it's a blessing to be working. So I can't, you know. Right, of course. But at the same time, it's like, hey, man. Um, <laughs> you told me I was going to be home with uh, time. <laughs> it's, been, it's been interesting. I, 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 um, I think it's great that, like, they've been telling us all this time that, like, oh, yeah, you can't do that job from home. I'm just like. Everybody works in an office. There ain't no reason for really nobody to be walking in the bitch. So And now everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. You can't get no I tried to get a computer desk and went to Walmart and IKEA, sold out. Even the section yes. where you can build your own desk to do was like we have no tops. It's like so I can't build a desk. I can't build no desk. Cause everybody just at home. I was trying to get a printer only for crafting purposes and the printers printers were sold out. When in the history of life have you ever right. thought, <laughs> oh, there's no printers? Yeah. Also, your home. What do you print? What is anybody printing? This home office. This is all we're doing now. It's, all, it's just printing shit. We're just printing. Everyone's printing. But, like, signatures are electronic. So... <laughs> I mean, DocuSign, I wonder what their stocks are looking like right now. Because bumping. Surely. They got to be. Them, PDF. they living a life. Pay. No, one, no one's living better than Zoom. Because I'd never heard of Zoom before quarantine. And now I spend all day on Zoom. Like, this is Zoom. Let me tell you something. I feel so bad for Skype right now. Right? <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> Skype was the oh I was I was trying to write a bit about it but nobody was really feeling how I was feeling about it but like Skype was the OG bottom <laughs> we've been Skyping yes. you've been able to look yes. at your mama from across the country since what 2005 right yep <laughs> yep yep 
Skype popped up and was just like, yo, you want to see your mama while you're on the phone? Skype. And then right. Zoom just slid up out of nowhere like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> but how? How? How did this happen? Because you can get more people on a Zoom than you can on Skype. That was, uh, I think that's what it was. Because oh, you could literally get, with Zoom, you could get 50 people on a call. You can't do that with Skype. Yeah, yeah, there's something real shady about Zoom coming out in like January, mm. quarantine hitting March, and then all of a sudden everyone had a corporate account. Oh no! I'm just saying, something feels real shady. Well, I didn't even know um, when I learned about these corporate accounts because I didn't know it would just cut you off. Because like my friend, we did her like with it was one of those birthday Zoom parties, and so we were doing like crafting together and all of that. And she, um, like, after I think it was after like an hour right, or two, it just automatically just cuts you off. And then you have to jump back in. Listen, the swindle's real. It, they, 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 they get the, time, the timer up on the corner, and it just starts counting down. I was actually saying there was, I was on a Zoom call that had that timer up, and then it said less than a minute. And we were talking. We were like, it's been more than, it's been more than a minute. Maybe, like, maybe it won't end. And it felt like, it was going to end, and I was like, this is what it feels like to live in 2020. You know everything's coming to an end. You just don't know exactly when. So mm-hmm. we're all just, we mm-hmm. all just kept talking like, I don't know. It's going to end at some point, but I guess we'll just keep on going. <laughs> what else or, or they'll trick you. And it's like, it's about to be up. And then when the time goes up, it's like, ooh, Zoom has gifted you a premium session. So it's now unlimited. It's like, I, I know what you're doing. All right, You just want me to know that you gifted me this. Cause I only have forty minutes, cause I'm broke. So now you're trying to say, "Hey, brother, if you want to go past forty minutes, get this premium." So we all got to see you in a broke ass in the corner. That's all it is. That's all. It is. Dude, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get that premium though, Gerard. If you want to live like a boss. Come on, man. We gotta guess. You ain't gotta do that transition. We don't have to. We don't have to. Like, no, we don't... I, no. I'm just saying if. I'm just no. All I was all I was saying is if you want to, you know, feel special. I heard you. You know, you, you don't get have the premium to account. Yeah, I, you ain't got to. So say if you it. if you get the premium account, man, you like a boss. You know, you, you know what I'm saying. Wow. It's like it's like when you do it wow, normally, wow, wow. it makes me sad. But when we have a special hey, guest, man, then I get really listen, sad. You know, you know how I do. I do like a boss. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Oh no, he can't. All right, do let's it start the he show. Can't even handle himself right now. No, 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 no. Let's live in that. Uh, uh-uh, uh, 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 uh. You're experiencing my pain. Let's live. <laughs> I-, I apologize, Jarrah. That uh, <laughs> I did not know that this was the life you were living. Um. Also, I have to say. Fucking astronomy club. Oh my God. I was telling everybody to watch that. That fucking Cat Williams sketch, I've never laughed. I was losing my sh- I was in a lift and I was just like, I'm gonna have to watch this outside this car because I'm losing <laughs> you my watching shit. it in a lift. And I was like, because I was like, I just saw the little thing on Instagram and I was like, ooh, and I was like, what is this show? Bitch, like I was, I was 
putting it in my stories. I was like, y'all have to watch this shit. Um, that one where there was like the Victorian throwing shade shit. Fucking, I love <laughs> that shit. I was oh, so, I was like, thank you. And then I was watching. I was like, this is amazing. This is getting canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I have to, I was like, "Oh, this is too funny. Yeah. This is too fun." Like anytime you watch something, you're like, "This is clever. It's fun. This is fun." This is getting canceled. What <laughs> is really fucking funny? What is really? I was like, I was so excited to watch it, and I was like, "I'm too happy right now. This is too funny. This is too good." Just, her black cracked. She disappeared. This shit's done. <laughs> uh, this thank shit's you. Done. You- you know, that, that, that was a fun, interesting time, I think. I think there were so many lessons learned from that whole experience. Yeah. So it's all, lessons. you know. Good. So Thanks. many lessons. Thank you. Thank you. I was so mad because I was like, because I ran into Monique at like a show and I was like, <gasps> and I was like, please, please tell me. She's like, no. And I was like, ah! Like, I wanted to tear my shirt like Usher and cry in the rain. I... <laughs> Was so sad. I was like, but it's so good. Why would they do that? Cat Williams was talking about Shakespeare. Nah! <laughs> that fucking. Because I'm, like I'm a theater kid. So, and then, like, it's so funny to, to. The reason it was so funny to me was that, like, people put Shakespeare on, like, such a pedestal. Right. And it's made just to be such heightened language. Mm-hmm. And it's just like. He invented 200 new curse words. Right. <laughs> this was made, like, this was made for the people who sat in the penny seat. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. this is who this was designed for. Right. And then now, you know, so many hundreds of years later, it's uh, Shakespeare, when originally this was the bawdiest and the gaudiest. Like, this mm-hmm. was supposed to be, like, raunchiest. for the raunchiest. Right. Like, this what this was, like, it's. Like literally, like they just like he described sex and Othello as making the beast with two backs. Does that sound classy to you? No. <laughs> so when to have some like to have so to have a Cat Williams character explaining Shakespeare, it's like, oh, this is getting back to the original. Like when it when it, like this I'm trying to what's the word I'm trying to say? It was like the original ratchetness to me. It's like yo yes, get, like Shakespeare was not classy in any way. Not shape, in or the form. fucking least. <laughs> like he stole they stole their building brick by brick and moved it. Yeah. In the middle of the night, doesn't some shit. I'm like, oh, you want to raise our? You want to do what? Fuck you. We're taking our whole building. You know what shady ass nigga you gotta be to move a building <laughs> in the middle of the night? Oh, he wants. Oh, he gonna raise our rent? Fuck him. We taking the building. That's the most nigga shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Yo. It's like repoing somebody's rims. Like, that's just, like, I've never heard of some, I was just like, yeah, but this is like, like for me, so I was like, this is getting back to, like, the uh, the inception, like, with the creation of all of these fine works. It's when you put it that way and explain it, and it was like, oh, yeah, when you wit, when you were weak, nigga, your bitch gonna get you murdered. He's like, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, you yeah. will. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what's gonna happen. Oh man! Your cousin's getting a so fight, good. and now you win some shit. Yes, it makes perfect fucking sense. Yeah, I mean, that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> because when you think about it, there's so much stuff where I think even 
hearing you talk about being a theater geek, like, I know it's so crazy sometimes for people to assume that black people just love theater and will know about, like, musicals, will know about things outside of just August Wilson. So to even think, because James wrote that, James will talk about Shakespeare at length on a regular mm. basis. You know what I'm saying? Just, like, every play, like, every intricacy of it. And I'm like, oh, it's cool because we all know Cat, and I feel like you have... Some of the real niggas who know Cat Williams, know everything right. Cat Williams has been through. But then also you got like the blacks who probably went to a college that was white or like grew up in the suburbs who definitely know some fucking um, Shakespeare. And it's like, boom, right. we can bridge both worlds. It's just sometimes you feel like we're not allowed to uh, <laughs> like do both at the same time. I feel like they even want you to be like super suburban and white pleasing or just some goony shit. Yeah, that's why like I love this sketch where it was just like people not being able to get into the building. Uh, like who they oh, yeah. wouldn't let in, and I was like, when it got to vampire, I was like, these niggas are stupid. Yeah, we're we're silly. <laughs> and then it was daytime. I'm like, he shouldn't even be out here. Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> Fucking day walking vampire trying to get to his apartment. Like, nah, dog, we can't. Oh my goodness. And then when you think, and then the other thing is with like, remember the thing about vampires where like they have to be invited in somewhere? Right. Which I always thought was a crazy fucking rule. It's such a weird rule. It's such a weird rule where I'm just like, all right, I could murder you and suck your blood, but you gotta ask me to come inside. (laughs) No! (laughs) I'm not, I know this is what your campaign is. I'm not gonna be like, yeah, you right. You is sexy as fuck. Come on in. You can murder me. No! <laughs> and then you can rescind the invitation. Like, I remember like watching True Blood, and she rescinded Bill's, like the girl, Sookie, rescinded Bill's invitation, and literally an invisible force just sucked him out of the fucking house. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, this is where manners has just gone so far. <laughs> but... <laughs> Because we all wish we could do that. Like, y'all need to get this nigga to fuck up on my house. He's talking a bunch of shit. He's got his Tims on my hardwood. I rescind your invitation. Fuck, he's still here. Like, that didn't work. <laughs> didn't work. But yeah, that shit. But that, so for me, I thought about that was like, one, this is silly, but also, can this vampire ever get in his own building? Does oh, he always have to be invited in? Damn, you he made does it live here. But I guess since other people live here, he's like, I like you have a key, like, but you have to invite me in. Like, yeah. no, nigga, you live here. <laughs> I understand. But. Damn. Them's the rules. I want to go to bed. You have to let me in. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about astronomy because I fucking loved it so much. Thank I was you. so mad. <sighs> you know. I just wanted to throw something. I was like, you mother. Ah! I screamed <laughs> in my home. I appreciate that, you know. Yeah. I think we all did a little bit of yelling in ours too. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you because yeah. sometimes you just see other you're just like, you y'all weren't <laughs> Yeah. It's just so fucking I, like cause the writing was good because like there's so many times as like as a comic and as an actor and just someone who's just consumed TV your entire mm-hmm. life, like I can watch something and go, all right. Boom, 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 boom's gonna happen. And then you watch it and then boom, 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 boom. I'm like, what the fuck? Right. Why did why did I do this? And then every time I watch one of y'all sketches, I'm like, oh, didn't see. Oh, oh. 
Oh, you so you can end a set sketch without someone dying being the punchline? Great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many sketches that I see. It's like, well, he died. I'm like, no, pick right. a, pick a bigger choice. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. Yeah. Death is the ultimate crutch of a button in sketch. Not not that we're above it, but <laughs> definitely trying to not, not use it, not using it every time because it's like it's like okay, and then what happens? Uh, and then and then he dies. <laughs> You're like, right, because right, it's like when you see certain like having it in a sketch where it makes sense, you love because it was like that's what you needed the final thing to be. Right. But then there's other times you watch sketches. You're just like, why did he die? What? Right. Yeah. 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 He was driving a car. He was driving a space milk truck. Why the fuck is he dead? Yeah. <laughs> the space milk truck. He could have just driven it to another planet. I don't know fucking understand. Like so many times, especially when you watch like, like. There's so many people doing long form improv that should not be doing long form. Yeah. So I mean, many long form sketches. Get into that because that is a f- full podcast episode. <laughs> That's a full podcast in itself. Because like I remember, like I was in you know in LA. There's all these sketch groups and shit. I just remember sitting there, just like, yo, this has been going on for seven minutes. They lost, they <laughs> lost the sketch at three and a half. I don't know where they are. They don't know where they are. He's driving a car. She's plowing a field. This is not the same place. <laughs> This sketch get in right now, and they just keep going. It's eight, ten. I just went, ah! I just went to the back. Also, there's only four audience members, so when I made noise, we all knew. (laughs) (laughs) The sketch is hard, man. It's like it is hard. I've done it, and that's how I know it's hard. I've done improv, and I've done sketches, and I've done stand, and I've done all this, and it's like we all know it's hard, but we all know it's also hard to watch. You're bombing a sketch. End it. Everybody die. Kill it. Go away. <laughs> yes and can sometimes be a problem. No but. Try it. Just try it. <laughs> I said I was doing an audition one time for a craft commercial. We're supposed to improv something. And this dude, this guy was doing it with some white dude. He just was trying to introduce some nonsense into the sketch. And he was like, and, and it was the moment when I should have yes and. And I just went, No. <laughs> And then I kept us on track. No, the cheese does not start talking. It's, no, it's the it cheese doesn't. Isn't. Actually, uh-uh. Actually, no. But what it did do is it did this. And I can tell you, when the day came to film that uh, commercial, guess who was on set and guess who wasn't? <laughs> I love how you're sipping the water. Yeah, girl. That's perfectly timed. That's perfectly timed. That's perfectly timed. Shit. We out uh. here. Dad, I guess we gotta talk about this movie, y'all. <laughs> we do! <laughs> Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan, What more can I say? Black men can't jump in Hollywood. Black actors, man. Black actors. Alright, 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 alright. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Quarantine City. Bra, bra, bra. There we go. Hey, there you go. Yo, Loki, that's what James be doing. That's our first. That was great. That was she knows it. great. Uh, yes. Perfect. That was uh, great. Didn't even miss uh, him on that. Real, real quick, uh, uh, for those listening for the first time, my name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm Jerome Milligan. Oh, wait, we got, oh, wait. Hold on, wait. 
James, James Third isn't here. He ain't here, uh, okay? He, Let me get ready he's in, to introduce. You say he's in Palm Springs? Is that really James where he is? James is in Palm Springs um, Ooh. having a retreat. Uh, yeah, he's just, he's uh, like, you know, he's, he said he's going to write, clear his head, you know, him and the missus. I'm like, all right, Palm Spring and quarantine right. babies. I'm just saying, brother, I was like, quarantine babies are real. <laughs> yeah. A couple of my friends have gone to Palm Springs. Oh, I mean, they, they made went, a movie about it. <laughs> that's all I know about Palm Springs is that movie that just came out. The uh, Andy Samberg uh, but we we do have an incredible guest okay, uh, with wait. us in the in the studio today. Um, honestly, it's been too long. Uh, it's been t- we we should have had you in way sooner. I don't know what happened. Honestly, uh, but okay, go I ahead. I don't know. Jay. The world stopped. Hey, no, wait. <laughs> let me let me get my drums. Let me get my drums ready. Hold on, hold on. That's I haven't true. done it in a while. I love this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drums. We talking about uh, like. <laughs> I even gave you had to you had to sneer. Listen. I gave you a boom boom. See, you had to uh. I had a kick drum, a little kick drum in there too. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, uh, you so know wait, her. So where where are y'all at? I'm from the Daily Show. I'm on, I got a movie you know, coming okay, out. I got a cartoon <laughs> coming out. <laughs> so you don't even know she just ran. She's like, okay, we get the credits, we get the Daily Show. Like, yeah, you've seen Comedy Central presents and everything, all of this stuff. All right. I've got a half hour on Comedy Central. I've got a movie called Chick Fight because I just felt my publicist go, you bitch. So I've got a movie called Chick Fight coming out in November that's going to be on the streaming services. Hell I've yes. got a cartoon called The Great North that's going to be on Fox. We're currently I'm working on our second season. That. And the Ooh. first season comes out next year. That's dope as hell. Yeah, okay. I'm currently single and looking for a man to hold me tight. All right, okay. we said all, all right. Stuff. Slide hey, in her DMs. Go Hell ahead. Yeah, she get this quarantine. Oh, I have, wait, I have a question about that. This is a complete tangent. But mm-hmm. the dating during quarantine has it? Do you be doing like zooms or is it like a social distance kind of walk okay. situation? My my home girl was like social distance on CAs. I took all of the apps off my phone mm. because I knew I was going to be incredibly angry. If someone did not respond to me, because I know you're doing nothing. (laughs) (laughs) You're not busy. No one's busy. The whole fucking world's home. And you didn't respond back to my message. I'll burn your apartment building. (laughs) Dare you. So, yeah, I had to take them off of my phone because it was making me angry. Respect, respect. Because if you message me, you're busy. I'm gonna you fucking liar, and no one needed that. (laughs) Dosa, you in New York? Right, you're in New York right now. I am suffering through the city known as New York. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, we're in LA. We're in LA. Yeah. Um, It's okay here. I mean, it was. I know, like the northern part of the state is more on fire. There was some fires down here. It it was really bad a couple days ago. It was like the smoke, right? Smoke. It was like orange. It was like like raining ash. It was crazy. (laughs) uh, It like if you were outside for too long, you'd be like, what? what?" (laughs) You know, it's and you can't cough anymore. Not during not during COVID. Well, you got you can't cough. The mask. No, no, even with the mask on, people are still looking at you weird. Yeah, Yeah, man. Uh, mm, I don't like, think no, my throat was dry. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't. No, I'm just thirsty. Mm. Don't you dare! 
Don't, but all the I, ash is getting into my lungs. I was in New Wait, York. I, New York had the bars okay. on the sidewalks and like uh, in the streets, and they didn't have people wearing masks. And like there was this one time, this these friends were taking shots, and one person you could tell clearly was choking. Like legitimately, probably took this shot, went down the wrong pipe. But because they kept coughing, not only did the friends slow, like legit, like in a movie, slowly back away, and everyone just stopped to see how long this person was going to choke, no one helped. No one gave water. It was just like, yo, do we need to leave the restaurant wow. so you can just choke out? And It was crazy. Well, you know, the rule crazy. about choking is that if they can cough, they can breathe. So oh. if someone's choking and they're coughing, that means they're getting some kind of air. So As you're opposed to like gagging. Right, because if it's just like, uh, and there's nothing, then there's obviously, like, you have to do, like, Heimlich. But if it's like the, uh, <gasps> like, there's some air coming uh, in, because you can cough, you can breathe. So, I mean, I heard that, and I'm still like, nah, bitch, give me the Heimlich. Do something. <laughs> because sometimes when you're choking and you drink water, then it's just, like, water sitting on top of the choke. Yeah. So it's like, oh, drink water. I'm like, bitch, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> I'm this already is... having a hard time negotiating the liquid that I took before. That's why I'm currently choking. We don't know what we're doing. We want each other to die, honestly. But you're right, because it's like I just was the other day was like walk around with that mask on, my throat got dry. And I was like, sometimes your throat gets dry, you get to cough, and I just held it. I was like, Same. I hope I got a piece of gum in my purse. But yeah, those outside the outside seating has been interesting because it's just like that's why I was so like confused about LA because I was just like, LA's always had an outdoor seater. Yeah, it, it's it's been weird out here. I feel like they didn't set it up right in the sidewalks. Like New York, they could take over some of the street, so it was like the it just seemed like a better setup. But also, I told John and James this when I got to New York, the basketball courts still were having tournaments. The parks were still packed. No one had a mask on. And I'm like, something about these numbers feel fake because it was just so many people just sweating. No, no, in no, each no, other no. Face. That's just people who didn't. The parks, because I live in Queens, mm -hmm. the parks around here were closed. You weren't allowed to go to the parks. Mm -hmm. And there were still people going to them. Right. Um, also, because it's like my friend was like in certain neighborhoods, like if you're in certain neighborhoods, the trains were like dead empty and then other neighborhoods they were just as packed as they'd always been because niggas still gotta go to work mm. so it just depended on where you were in the city because like i saw people having like a park party yesterday it had been months for i saw people in the park but mm. then there's just been certain people in my neighborhood where it's just like those old men who sit at the park all day they were still doing what they was doing and they didn't have masks on the whole time they're like we out here we playing chess we're chilling we're gonna drink this coffee but it was, it was, here was interesting. And then like we would cheer every day for the, uh, the first responders and everybody, uh, the worker, like what is the word it was called? Essential workers. Like every day at seven for like three months. It was like, I remember this one man would just go outside. I saw him one day, I was coming back from the store and he would just, I, every day at seven o'clock, he'd go outside Bang a pot, literally wooden spoon on pot, and he walked back in his house. And we did that for a good three months. And then one day I was just like, oh. They were like, hey, we in quarantine for seven months. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> I'm it done. basically is what it was. Uh, one of my friends, he lives across the street from a hospital. 
but he lives down in Brooklyn, and he said he, he's like they did it for three days, and then they were just like, you get it. Well, well, uh, you know what? That's the state of the world wild. right now. It's been <laughs> wild, but yeah. folks are out now in these parks and stuff. Your girl's getting her nails done again. Hell yeah, they look good. Thank you, because I was doing my own in quarantine. I had to learn. Uh, I, I want to uh, share a cut so bad, but I have nowhere to go. So it's like you just um, you can figure it, it out. Yeah, man. Don't figure it out. Clippers play no they, game. I think they. I think they opened them. Opened them up again. Actually, out here to me. Oh really? Yeah, I think they just <gasps> did. They're they're oh. they're open now. Uh, I mean, it's like limited service. You know. They one at a time kind of thing, but look at his eyes. Don't give him yo, all that hope. Yo, honestly, it's been since it's been since February. Yeah, call call your place, figure it out. What's up, folks? This podcast is sponsored by Earning. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn could be in your hands today with Earning. Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to a hundred dollars per day. Or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Think about it. Say you're going out for a special date. Or it's getting hot, y'all. You might need a fresh outfit for brunch or something nice. Or maybe you just want to feel good and take yourself to dinner. Earning can help you today. Make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoying earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Download Earning today. That's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign in. It'll help the show out. Jump Under Podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period. See Earning.com slash DOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. So you open Google Chrome on your phone, you're hunting for a super rare first edition vinyl of a band you're obsessed with when you're supposed to be working. But this site you tapped on seems pretty shady. And Daryl from IT just jumped up from his desk. Oh no, he's coming your way. It's a good thing built-in malware protection keeps you safe and sound. Not from Daryl though, sorry. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone. This episode is brought to you by the new Disney Plus original series, American Born Chinese. Based on the graphic novel by Jean Luen Yang, American Born Chinese tells the story of an average teenager that becomes entangled in a battle with Chinese mythological gods. This star-studded cast includes Academy Award winners Michelle Yeoh and Ki Hoi Kwan, plus Daniel Wu, Jim Liu, and Ben Wang. American Born Chinese, premiering May 24, exclusively on Disney Plus. Priceline presents, go to your happy price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, 
you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we got to talk about this movie, though. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. we have a film review podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we review films, leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. And today we're reviewing... the. This film came out this year, even though it feels like forever ago. Uh, but Did like it? a boss. Yes, it came out it in came January. Out this year. <laughs> it came out in January. It's, you know, January 2020, which might as well be... You know, January 20, 2010, because that's how long it feels like we've been in quarantine. But um, the film stars uh, Tiffany Haddish, uh, Selma Hayek, and Rose Byrne, uh, as well Billy Billy Porter and uh, Jennifer Coolidge are also uh, in this movie. Um, and Natasha. And, oh my God! Of course, a uh, friend of the and, podcast, Natasha. And Natasha cr- crushes her role in this. Uh, if I if I do say so myself. Uh, and this film, real quick. Uh, not critics did not like it. It has a 21% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, but it has a oh. 65% audience score. Um, it it may it uh, cost 29 million to make. It made 29 million, so that which means it, it didn't make money. Um, oh damn! Uh, it's interesting. It, it, you know, a lot of films this year are going to be. I mean, obviously the box office is all skewed this year, but this movie the did box come office out of, is closed. Yeah, yeah it's, it's literally closed. <laughs> Uh, this movie did come out in January, though, so it had some time. It, it, it so it's it, it wasn't fully the pandemic. Um, but I guess we'll talk about it because the premise of the film is simply you have these two best friends who are uh, Tiffany Haddish and, and Selma, uh, sorry, not, and Rose Byrne, who've been best friends since they were in middle school, and they own a beauty. Um, I guess it's not a salon; it's like a makeup. But they also they do own a makeup, makeup there. company. Yeah, they have a company. Makeup company. They have yeah, their own makeup store. company with a storefront. Uh, and they're not doing so well. And Selma Hayek is the like owner of a of a just major conglomerate makeup company, like uh, Mary Kay, I guess. Um, and that generation sold their soul. That's all I can think about. Like Selma Hayek, the Holly Berries, <laughs> the Keanu Reeves. How the how the hell did that like fifty two? to like 60 range of actors still look so young. Like Jennifer Lopez still looks crazy. I just literally just found out Keanu Reeves is about to be 60 in like two, three years. Okay, don't make no so sense. I think I get, uh, so Keanu Reeves I think is like half Japanese. Uh, Sama Hayek's Mexican and Lebanese. Uh, Halle Berry's half black. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, yeah, okay. All right, yeah, the minorities. Yep, you got it. You got it. <laughs> Um, have you yeah. seen Helen Hunt uh, lately? No. <laughs> Yo, it's so go. crazy. It's so crazy you said <laughs> Helen Hunt. Someone just brought her name up to me and I can't. I got to figure out why. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and so what else? Oh, yeah, so basically she, you know, kind of doesn't fully purchase her company, invests in it, but owns 49% and then is trying to break the friendship apart because if one of them leaves the company... 
So Salma Hayek will own all of it. And that's the premise of the movie. Um, great. Let's talk about it. Uh, Jose, do you want to give us your kind of initial thoughts to Like a Boss? One, I thought it was very funny. There's really great moments in it. Um, when Billy Porter gets fired. <laughs> and Oh, my God. It's so good. It's in the trailer, and it's still funny when yeah. you watch the movie. Right. And it's just like, just live in my moment. Um. Amazing. But also, I do have a fun story about this movie, if you want Ooh. to hear it. Oh, please. I do. So, uh, they filmed it in Atlanta, which I can always tell. Um, yeah. And so, they filmed it in Atlanta, and so I had gone home for, like, I think Thanksgiving or Christmas, and I ran into Tiffany at a show, and uh, she was like, oh, I'm here filming this movie. Come to set, right? So... I go to set and like the scene where they first and I was there for the scene where they first meet Selma Hayek's character, Clara Luna, and they're filming in the America's Mart. And so the America's Mart is like seven different like giant buildings. But it's like if you are, like, you know, one of those housewives who's like a purse company and you're just like, fuck this bitch get these purses from. That's where they go to get like right. distribution and stuff like that. So they're in the America's Mart. And um, we're hanging out, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. And so Tiffany's like, I quit. But Sama Hayek was like, oh, I'll go with you. She's been a long day. She's like, I'd like to have one. Also, Sama Hayek is tiny, and she's hilarious. Uh, like, we were sitting there just wet watching the scene, and there's a bunch of crew guys just sitting around. And we're kind of, like, standing there, and they send us to the scene, and she goes, you are letting these lit women just stand here? Get up. And so everyone's cracking up. She's so funny. And so I was like, I'll go with you. And she's like, oh, who are you? You're very cute. I like you. And so we go to the roof. Yes. And so there's guys working on the roof. Like a couple um, a couple like Latino guys working on the roof. And they come up to her. What is happening with Gerard? Sorry, and, I, had to, I had a little desk that's going down. Okay, I saw his whole nose. And so <laughs> she, they're like, the guy comes over and asks her in Spanish. Um, you know, I speak Spanish. So he comes over and asks her in Spanish. She's like, can I take pictures with you? But she was in wardrobe. But she's like, I can't take pictures in wardrobe because of the movie. But I'll come back and take pictures when I'm out of wardrobe. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. So we talk, we chat. I go back downstairs. And I look at my phone. And some of the other guys tried to take pictures. But the foreman was like, you know, you can't take pictures with her. And they're like, okay. They're like, she'll come back later. Fine. I get back downstairs to my purse. And I see if there's a picture on my phone. And it's me smoking a cigarette on the roof with Salma Hayek. And I was like, who the fuck took this picture? My homegirl sent me the picture. She's like, are you on the roof smoking with Salma Hayek? I was like, what the fuck? What? Bitch, I'm on the roof. <laughs> who took this picture? So quick, dude. Her boyfriend was one of the guys working on the roof. Who's? Salma Hayek? My homegirl oh, home in Atlanta. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hilarious. Her, so I was like, the fuck? The paparazzi got drones? And I'm like, wow, yeah. so why are they taking pictures of me? You don't care about me. <laughs> so my homegirl's boyfriend was working on the roof, and he sent me the pic, sent her the picture. I was like, is Dulce on the roof smoking with some Hayek? The fuck? And then she sent me the picture to see if it was me. And I was like, yeah, it's me. And I was like, why didn't he say anything? It's like, they couldn't say anything <laughs> right. to say I'm a Hayek. And I'm like, he could have said something to me. I know him. He could have came and talked to me. And she's like, they weren't allowed to go over there. And I was like, okay. But I was like, just when I thought Atlanta was small. Wow. 
it got smaller. There's seven America's Mart buildings. And I just happened to be in the one. Wow. I just happened to see Tiffany. Just happened to go smoke a cigarette at Salma Hayek. And my friend's boyfriend's on the fucking roof. Fixing the roof. And I was like, just when you thought the world was too small. Someone gets it's a pop writer's picture of you smoking cigarettes on my Hayek on the fucking American market. With her, with her orange, with her orange redhead wig that <laughs> she was rocking. Yes, and that's why I love like uh, when uh, Tiffany's character mentioned she's like, "That's a lace front." I could tell. <laughs> I could tell that's not even her real hair. And then those teeth they had on her. Oh my were, gosh, those, those teeth. teeth. <laughs> and then the, I couldn't get past the contacts. I was like, "Yo, these these blue gray contacts are killing me, yo! Like they're killing me." But on it, but like I get it, but it's a what, but it's like if you are, you know, it was like she was trying because I like the fact that she was a redhead and not a blonde Mm -hmm, too, mm -hmm. because that would have been like the natural way to go, where it's just like you're trying to be like that stand whatever the standard of beauty is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's you know you've got the light colored eyes and the you know the gorgeous teeth. You know, it's usually the blonde hair, but I do think it was more striking that she went as a redhead. They definitely, they, I didn't peep it until, was it Tiffany or Rose Burns' character said that then? That she looked like um, Jessica Rabbit. And I was like, yes, you yes. look like Jessica. I was like, it, it didn't hit me until they actually said it. I was like, yes, red hair, the eyes, the teeth, her right. outfits all kind of had that coverage. That until fun. I was like, yo. It was all a very carry curvy outfit. Her boobs were huge because I was just standing next to her and I was just like, you do look great. He's like, oh, thank you. Because <laughs> no. I was like, are those some of my ex real titties? I don't, I mesmerized. <laughs> That's why I love the scene where it's just like, where um, she said something about, like, she said something about, the, like, they referenced the side, like, Tiffany's character. Yeah, a small head. Yeah, I said something about her in a small head. And she's like, oh, no, I don't have a small head. My breasts are just enormous. Yes. And that's how I feel sometimes. I look in the mirror and I was like, is my head too small for my body or is my body too big for my head? <laughs> oh, man. Neither. Which uh, is never a place you want to be. You know what I mean? Thank you, Jonathan. I mean, quarantine. Uh, Gerard is going to laugh at me. Well, I was I was thinking in my head just of like all the random thoughts I've had during quarantine just about just yeah. physical appearance. I feel like I've never questioned so much of reality until I was trapped mm-hmm. in the house for months on end. Just like, oh, yeah. didn't notice. Didn't notice I had one tooth that kind of went that way. I was like, oh, this is all this is all interesting to me now. So I get it. You know? You just in your own face just all the time. You're just like, oh, I did get in there. <laughs> yeah, like just I, just yeah, Just staring at his own face. Just examining. Yeah, because like I I didn't realize like I had a new like I have a new mole over on like on my left cheek that wasn't there. And I was like, oh, I got a new mole. Huh. I didn't know I had that's cute. Wait a minute. Where else do I? Do I have other new mole? Oh, there's a new mole on my head. Oh, there's a new oh, there's a new mole. And you're like, it's either find new moles or find something else ridiculous to watch on TV. Right, yeah, and I'm out. So right. just constantly. And I'm out. I'm out of TV shows. Uh Gerard, uh, what'd you think of like a boss? Um, this is my thing. I didn't necessarily like it, but there was one thing I really did like. And I was trying to figure out how to balance it. Like the one thing I think this movie got right was like the friendship between Rose Byrne and Tiffany Haddish. And and like, I feel like I've been talking about comedy movies um, over the last couple of weeks with different people and like, you know, why they're struggling at the movie theater and stuff like that. And I'm like, it it feels like there's a lack of love and heart in the movie where this one had mm-hmm. that. I think uh, yes. um, while watching it, the only thing I realized, I'm like, oh, you know what? 
it almost feels like the character. It's true. I'm trying to forget to say it. Either the characters that Tiffany Haddish and Rose Byrne played are too smart, or maybe we just know Tiffany and Rose are too smart to be as like to be as like um, slapsticky and like silly as they were. Like when they were at the beginning. Or maybe at the beginning when they're on the roof and like about to jump in the pool, I'm like, ain't yes. no damn way, like they ain't no way somebody about to do that. Yeah, that was like, that was strange. It was like that's not po- like you know what it is. I'm like, I think Tessa out loud was like, why would they do? That? Yeah, it's like why. <laughs> and the thing is, I think it's so tricky. Is I I think the movie is really funny, but I think the funnier parts are the smaller comedic moments, like like yes, like the. The moments of just um, them interacting with Selma Hayek when they're first meeting her and Tiffany's like not fucking with her. And At all. Like there's certain funny moments. And then, yeah, Billy Porter. <laughs> the fact, yeah, man, the so fact that funny. that part is still funny when you watch the movie knowing it was in both of the trailers shows you how funny that moment was. So I think they just when he's to... leaving and it's just like him, yeah. like just the slow Yo. roll out, <laughs> and he pushes yeah, the door out of the crowd, and he pushes the door. Whole body pushes the door, and then I was watching. I just went not up against the glass. <laughs> like it was just like it just it takes the moment. This by the chair stops, pushes the door with the whole body, yes. and then comes up against the glass. Like it's still tragic. You still fight. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is hilarious or like a lot of those moments because it's like I think like sometimes I think because of Tiffany's personality Mm -hmm. I think people don't acknowledge that she's actually a really good actress Mm -hmm. because those she the moment when Rose Burns character was talking to um, Selma Hayek's character she was acting the entire time Mm -hmm. and she was Mm -hmm. reacting the entire time Mm -hmm. and she never stopped doing that Anytime anyone else was talking, even if she wasn't the focus of the scene, she was still reacting to what everyone else mm. was doing. Because a lot of times when I watch movies, I don't watch the character that's talking. I watch the other people in the scene. Because I love to see people check out. Because <laughs> it's like, okay, I, I don't know this. We don't, as the audience, don't know this is the 12th take that they used. But I can tell because you're done. You're done <laughs> person next to you is done the person who's talking is still emoting but you three over here fucking over <laughs> this scene my favorite thing to do in movies is to watch whoever is not speaking or like when they have the the moment where they're like making dinner like yeah. they're at their friend's house making mexican food yes and the uh the girl who's like was supposed to be like the chef that came she was like it's like ah you know it's not, I was, she's like uh, one, my name is Brooke. Two, don't have a dick, but that's don't, don't fine. Anyway, um, <laughs> if you guys could just cut up these ghost peppers. But I think like the ghost pepper scene, it was kind of like I kind of figured it out before it happened. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, the, this is my thing with the, So this is my thing with the movie. It was like, I think the performances in this movie are great. Like it, there's so many funny people in this movie and they're all nailing it. Like Tiffany's nailing it. Like like you know, Rose Burns doing her thing. Um, Selma Hayek is so funny in this. Like Billy Porter, Jennifer Coolidge was so funny. Natasha yeah. Rothwell is so funny. Yeah, Natasha Rothwell like is such a scene stealer too. Sometimes she's like, this is the yeah. first time I washed my body. It just, yeah. it just spilled milk. Yeah. It's just like instead of eating the Cheerios that? that were stuck to my son and his thick thighs, my son, and his my thick baby's thick thighs. And now, crap, 
Cheerios from his crevices and stuck to his thick thighs. It's the first time I watched my, and it's just like, but that's so, and also when she's talking about how hard it is, whereas like she said she had the dream where her baby was crawling through all these mousetraps and it keeps taking pieces of him until he's gone. And she's like, oh, but you got to do it. And I was but like, you got to do it. It's so, it's the so. The hard part with Natasha and watching her and stuff is like, I can't tell whether someone wrote something funny for her or if Natasha was like, I get what the gist of this is. I got it. That, that's 100% what it is. No, no, no. You can tell. Like, there's no way. Like, just look at the rest of the script. There's no way that I, well, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Sometimes I say that and people are like, no, we, that wasn't the script. But I just felt like, especially that scene where the milk gets thrown up on her, it was so specific that I was like, I really, it really doesn't feel like the writer, the people who wrote this movie wrote those lines. Like, uh, but who knows? <laughs> The scene when they were like smoking around the, I'm like, one, why aren't y'all just smoking outside? Yes. Like, why aren't you just yeah. like smoke out the window at least? Also, well, they took the picture right. with the baby with the joint next to it, and then nothing ever happens with nothing the happened picture. with it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that and that picture is like. That's the thing that's like, why did you do th- like this? Is really sophomore. Like yeah. one to be in the room and not know the baby's there is funny, but. This is the yeah. thing for me with the because we looked up because there was a part where Tessa was like, like who wrote like who were the writers for this and we oh, like I'm looked it up, up and it's it's two it's two white guys right so um, wrote this movie and there's, a, there's mm-hmm. and there's a there's another there's a woman who's uh, credited uh, as story uh, story by with the other two white guys who also wrote the screenplay um, and I. I don't know. There's something about that where we were like, yeah, it just doesn't the 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 heart of it is nice. Like I I agree, Drew. Like the friendship of it is really nice. The mm. acting is really like the 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 comedy actors are so good. Um, and the and there's like some nice themes within it. But there's something about them this the big kind of set piece comedic set pieces that just didn't really work. Like, and I don't know. I, I don't know what why that is, but I just uh, those these guys don't really have other um uh a lot of other like movie credits. Um I think this might be their first movie. Yo, and it, how? It, it is it is one of those things where it's like I don't understand necessarily how, <laughs> how that happens, but I mean they must have pitched it, I guess. But. Yo, this is my I, uh, with this quote unquote diversity boom, there are still instances where I just sit back and think like they be mad white dudes with no credits. And, and what I mean by no credits is, I mean by like have never written a movie and has never been like staffed on more than one TV show, right? Can get a movie made yeah. and it's like, boom, now they're off to doing a bunch of shit. Whereas I know so many black people who have been staffed on two or three shows, may have, may have pitched a show, the show wrote the pilot, the show didn't get picked up. Now they wrote this movie, but yet they still have to prove that they've done enough stuff in their past to be given this opportunity to like even just write the movie. Not saying you're trying to write and star in it, but just write it. And like, there's so many movies we do on this podcast, and I'm like, man, this script is trash. And then we go look, and it's like two, it's usually two white dudes who wrote a movie and who had never did anything before that. And I'm like, how the hell does this keep happening? It's very. Um... It's very confusing, um, to say the least, because you're just like, 
do y'all have so much faith in each other? Like, what is this? Because it gets right. to a certain what? point exactly. where it's just like, do, the, do these movies get made because it relates to your sense of humor? Because you're also a bunch of white dudes? Right. Or is it, like, that's why I love the idea of just blind submitting yeah. scripts. Where I don't sit in the meeting with you and convince you that this movie is a good idea. It's, here's my movie, here's my TV show, you look at it, and you, with your creative know-how, you decide if this should get made, and then you found out a black lady wrote it. I even get scared with that sometimes because I'm like, you know, while pitching stuff now, I know everybody's like, oh, we want to hear from everybody. There's been very few rooms I can say this year I've pitched in that has had a person of color, let alone two on the on the development team. You know what I mean? I think a lot of times it's like what makes me very nervous is that there are certain stories like they don't say even here you kind of compare like what it was like with Shakespeare and even like how the Cat Williams thing related, I'm pretty sure you would have to be in a pitch room with at least a person who understands who Cat Williams is and what certain niggerisms are to really get something like that. And it's tough because like we're kind of pitching things to people who aren't diverse in life, Uh, not just color. But yeah. yeah, this is the thing that yeah, and th- this is the thing that confuses me about movies like Like a Boss. We because we had just we j- recently talked about Mulan, and Mulan was written for the new live action Disney movie, and it, that was written by white white people as well. Um, so there was no like Asian writer a part of it, and there was like, and that's even more confusing because you're like, okay, if you're you're selling something, and you you know this is supposed to be for everyone. But like you have a specific thing, like it's it's weird to me to have two men write a movie that's so clearly about female, female friendship, friendship. <laughs> yeah. you know, because then you have then it's like, well, they don't understand this experience enough. And it and it starts to show in certain in certain places like, you know, that to me, that was like, oh, OK, the funny thing they'll do is like jump off you know, jump into this pool or not. And again, it's not like women don't do certain things, but there is, there is something about it that felt more like, um, I don't know, just like a, like a dumb Super guy. Super bad. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just like, oh, they're like setting up these, these physical scenes that are, that feel less, uh, that feel less feminine in a way. Like the, the sensibility of it is, is like, oh, this is something that will make guys laugh. And even though, well, it's, it's not, not only that, it's just that women would have the forethought to smoke outside. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a baby. Sh- if you're not trying, not even, not even women, it's regular people smoking weed at a baby shower, smoke outside. Right. Because you're, if the whole point is to not get caught, why would you do it in a closed room? Yeah, it's going to smell no matter what. In the what. master like, bedroom. Gonna, if the baby wasn't there. In the biggest right. bedroom. In the biggest bedroom. And it's just like, I mean, thank you for a quiet baby. But it's like, if the whole point is to not get caught smoking this weed, it makes more sense as a general human being, not woman or anything, to go smoke outside. And then as soon as they climbed on the roof, I was like, oh, they're jumping in that pool. 
But I do love the point where, but I did like it's like jumping in the pool didn't make any sense. But I forgave that moment when uh, Tiffany's character pulls off the ponytail and throws it at the aunt. And then the one the one white friend goes, wait, that wasn't her hair. And Natasha just goes, but it's a cultural thing. <laughs> and so I was like, I very much appreciated that. But then also yeah. when the aunt is talking shit, talking about my daughter just sold her alkaline water company for $5 million. She just had her first baby. And then Tiffany character goes, oh, congrats, Grandma Margot. And the yeah. woman goes, and then she goes, and then they go, and I was like, Yes, that's yeah. yes. Yeah. exactly. We're not calling you your exactly. grandma, bitch. We know what you are. Oh, Aunt Margot, your grandmother now. And she just looked, but the moment that that the moment that lady took before she was like, "Thank you." One, I grew up in Atlanta, so I know that lady. Yes. Two, that's exactly how that lady would. It wouldn't be an immediate. The thank you was like, "Okay, bitch." All right. Yeah, yeah. But I heard it. Yeah, I yeah. heard it, and I was just like, that interaction made complete sense. Like, it was like all of the, because there were some times in their friendship where I was just like, she agreed way too quickly to start. Like, they would just agree to stuff. And right. then, honestly, it was, I understand where they were just like, they were calling Tiffany's character a bully, and then they were calling Rose Byrne's character a pushover, but then you find out, like, because I didn't really... I didn't like the fact that I found out way later into the movie that Tiffany's character took Rose Bird's character in. Mm-mm. Right. Mm-hmm. You find out way too late that that's how they're both, in, they're two grown women, they live in the same house. How did this happen? And it's like, oh, it's my mom died, left the house to us. We found out that when they were supposed to. But then you find out way too late that Mel's character, like uh, Mel Rose Burns' character, grew up poor, mm-hmm. right? And then her character was taken in by this black family. You find that out way too late in the movie. Yeah, I mean it's yeah it's it's so because is that something that's supposed to motivate her actions? Like right. yeah, they're not making money, but if this is supposed to be a motivator for her, I needed to know earlier exactly yeah. why she was so into like making all this money instead of just like. You know, because not everyone wants to be rich. Like, not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah people want enough money. Well. So, no one wants to be poor. Yeah. But it's just like, no one wants to be poor. But there's a difference between, like, hey, you're, you have a good business and it's sustaining you and you're like, you don't have to worry about bills. And like, oh, I'm a multimillionaire and I'm super famous and everybody knows who I am. And so it was kind of because I got the under, I, I understood, like, hey, our shop really isn't doing that well. We don't want to lose the shop. You know what I mean? But, but how then are you four hundred and ninety three thousand yes. dollars in yes. debt? Yes, that means you had no. How are you half a million dollars in debt? Yeah, I never understood. Is her credit as a white? Because it was like, because like Mel, like one point Mia goes, "We got the shop because she's got the good credit," and I'm like, "How? She grew up fucking poor. She lived with you from middle school. When the fuck did she get enough credit so she keep, so y'all could be four hundred and ninety three thousand dollars in debt?" <laughs> Just. Yeah, I don't. I don't quite understand where that came from. I guess the mortgage of the place, but I, I, I it was like, wait, how? Product? I don't understand. See, but that, I see, guess. But that's um, the thing about it. It's like I feel like, and maybe it's not just this movie, but this, this movie is a good example of people trying to make a comedy but worrying about like the hijinks and not the heart of the story. 
And yeah. what's so funny about it is, I don't know why, I, I sent this to, to like John and James this morning. I was watching um, this interview with uh, Seth Rogen, actually, and he's talking about, you know, the difference between story and plot. And he talks about Superbad and Longshot. And he's like, you know, a lot of people were saying that Superbad was so niche that nobody was going to relate to it. But he was like, the thing that was so important to him is that growing up, him and his boy Evan were about to like go to different schools. And it's like they had never had other friends besides the two. So it's like, I'm losing a piece of me when this person mm-hmm. leaves. And he's like, that mm-hmm. he's like, that technically was the whole point of the movie. Like, yeah, you know, they go on this adventure to get the the alcohol. But he's like, if you think about it, every time it's a section of like the friendship matters, the friendship matters, friendship matters. They have the big conversation, but then also the big comedic moments aren't that big. You know what I mean? The big comedic moments aren't uh, fucking huge. The only crazy part is probably hanging out with the cops, which I guess one of their friends actually did because they're white. But um, just think about this movie. Like, I can say I've been in a cop car before and I wasn't getting arrested. Oh wow! He was just taking me to my car. Oh, that's well, me and my cousin. Well, that was actually wow. I mean, it was late. It was late. It was dark. Me and my cousin needed to get into my car. And we were like, hey, we've never been in the back of a police car before. And he was like, yeah, all right. Oh, wow. I, I've, I've been in one. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. Listen, I was, <laughs> we were 19, you know, we are, you're, you're 19. It's just like, can we? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, uh, I get it. Grown men let you do a lot of goofy shit. So, <laughs> like, can we get in the back of your police car? We never been. And he just looked at us and he was like, what? We've never been in one before. And he's just like, Okay. It was like a white cop too in like Winnet wow. County. So. Wow. I mean, but that but see, but even that relates to that movie. So even thinking about this movie, like them jumping into pool, jumping into the pool scene, wow, and then like Tiffany climbing up the 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 side of that when she was on that building and then all of a sudden not on the building on that high floor and then almost like falls off in the in the mall. In the mall and she's holding on to the ba- Oh her office banner. Yeah. I'm like this is crazy. Wait, can we talk about that part? Because I didn't fully. But, but, so that was like halfway of the movie where they're like. I, I, saw it, I saw it coming. I saw it coming because you're right. surrounded. So there's nowhere else to go. There's nowhere else to go. So she like kind of. She's like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to jump. But 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 then later after after that whole thing where she's like planking and oh, like almost dies and they get pulls in. Like both Selma Hayek and the and the guy who was the assistant was like, you know, like oh, like I respect you for that, but I didn't quite understand. For almost killing what yourself. Was the respect? Yeah, <laughs> I think I, don't know. I think I, missed it. I think it came from the. You could tell she already had a plan set up. So Selma Hayek's character already was just like she just said, "All right, I'm going to get this bunch of percentage of their company, and then I'm going to break up their friendship, and I'm going to own right. it." Boom. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like, it's like, oh, you didn't give me the two-sided lipstick that I like. Fine, you're done. Boom, I own, I get 49% of whatever you have and you can't do anything about it. And I think most people just take it. And I think her thing was they came in making noise and they came in fighting for their company. So even if it, it turned into a hijink, but it was still, I'm throwing shoes and purses at security. You're not going to uh... not, you're gonna, you're not going to do this to us. Like and because she was right. always right, and so she was like, you know, you have to, you have to reinvent yourselves. You have to be this. You have to be bolder. You have to be stronger. And then she was like, "I got you." And they were like, "Fuck no!" 
and I think it's just made it made me go. She's gotten with it way with this so many times because this is how she operates, and when because they keep cutting to her watching them have the altercation, mm, right. where it was just like, I can I have to respect them because they didn't let me screw them over. Got it. I is where it came from for mm. me. It was still also. Yeah, security didn't work. I'm calling the cops. I stole from you. I'm yeah, I don't, I don't. but the movie, but the movie has to move it's forward. It's got to move. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I mean, it's it's a movie move. Like in real life, no, they just call the cops yes. and arrested. But it was a it's a movie move is what happened for me. And I was like, yep, that's what happened with a movie. They they, they respect your gumption and your stick-to-itiveness. and you get rewarded for it. So yeah, yeah as a movie. As the thing to progress a story of a movie, yes. My thing with this movie was, like, I got to the point where they got to the argument, and that was a really real moment. Oh, it was. But I just remember going, this movie is funny. The story, it was like, the story wasn't matching up to the comedic moments in the movie. Because the movie was very funny. But I think if you put different actors in this movie, this movie would have been trash. Mm-hmm. I agree. But because the, it was casted so well, even though because the story was even though the story was so loose, and the because the plot made sense, but the story was so loose that you had to have those high comedic moments. So you almost in your brain you could forgive how kind of weak the story was, because like at the moment of him getting fired. Could have just been, ha, ah, ah, ha, and it could just been him, you know, he that could have been done completely differently. Yes. But because it was such a short scene, but it's the first thing we talked about. Yeah. I mean, they had some right. good acting. That scene where they because you know what it is. I also forget sometimes that Rose Byrne is one of those actors that started in dramas and then somehow mm-hmm. slowly trickled over to comedy. Um, I always think about that with John C. Riley, too. But like that scene when they're arguing. Yeah, like, Tiffany's a dope actor. So, like, Tiffany's mad as hell. Rose Byrne got the tears in her eyes, like, as his friendship was about to end. So, like, that shit was so strong. And in my mind, that scene reminded me of the scene from Girl's Trip, which is, to me, the scene that made me like Tiffany Haddish is the scene where all four women are having an argument. And um, I think that I think everyone's going to go off on their own. And Tiffany gets her feelings hurt because everyone's, like, talking down on her. And then she keeps trying to storm off, but keep coming back to like finish her statement. But she's still angry, but like one of her heels broke. So she's like limping back and forth. And I'm like, what she does in comedy is so real because she's able to take a comedic moment, keep it comedic, but also give it some type of like um, weight and some type of levels. And like, oh, this is dope. It's just that after that scene, there was no more comedy to me for the rest of the movie until. Look, man, when they go to that event at the end of the movie, I truthfully have no idea how they got like in the building, what the what the plan was. Well, that was all movie. That was all movie magic. That was movie. Like because they were they took over and then security guards never came. Like literally just they're like no there one. was yeah. no security at that point. It was like her assistant and she fires the assistant and then she's like, "Well, now I can't do anything." And you're like, "This is your effect. Yes, wait, like, no one can grab these people? How, how do they get to how do they get to completely take it over like that with and zero? The fact, <laughs> and yeah. you know with like cuz but I do like 
like you know when they're like they they take the picture but there's no payoff with the picture mm-hmm. when they say the woman's name oh shay whitmore and she's like shut up josh and i was like okay she's gonna show up eventually yep, yep. she had to yep because it's you're you I mean it was just a little like well, I don't know if yeah it's like you keep setting it up it's like you yeah. keep setting it up so there had to be a payoff of them meeting Shay. Like you had to meet her. Like that's how. It also, was. when she got knocked down on the ground, she was on the ground for way too long. <laughs> that's what made it real. Just <laughs> face down on the floor for way too long. I was like, for the amount of time she's been on the floor, I expect a tooth to be missing. <laughs> I thought something else was gonna. I thought so. I thought she was gonna like when lift her head up and be like super angry and do something. Cr- I don't know. There, uh, she was on the I floor. I thought for one of so the long. boobs bust. Anyway. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought the, that too. Yeah, but <laughs> I thought a boob would go awry. I thought we would get a little bit more, but honestly, it's like it's the the part where they get in the argument. It's I like that moment because as a friend, like as someone who's like a, a close friend of yours, you never want to have that argument. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I never want to have the argument where I am telling you. What I really like the things that I would say to hurt you. You never want to have that argument, especially like your best friend for 20 years. You never want to have that fight. Mm. You never want to have that fight. So I like the fact that it wasn't just immediately into like, ah, it was okay. Well, I and you and I and you, and then they finally got to the point where they let themselves ramp up all the way. Hi, this is Will Arnett. I, we are inviting you to follow us as we go on tour and we take our podcast Smartless on the road. Join us and watch any boundaries we previously had disappear. Like you've never seen us before, you'll see us on the road ordering lunch, roasting each other, and on stage as we surprise each other with a mystery celebrity guest in each city. Boy, that sounds amazing. Welcome to to Smartless. Don't miss our new series Smartless on the road streaming May 23rd only on Max. Subscription required. When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons toward your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Because shopping at Kroger, whether in-store or online, is easy. And saving money is even easier with the Kroger app. So get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week, we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Live. Well... Let's figure out this cause real quick. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's time for the cause. We 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 rate and review movies not based on uh, how much we like them, but whether or not it helped the cause of leading black actors in Hollywood. So if we feel Uh-oh. like it fully helped the cause, <laughs> <laughs> we give it a black fist. Uh, if we feel like it somewhat helped the Ooh. cause, we give it a white palm. If we feel like it didn't really help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. Okay, so either a black fist, a white palm. <sighs> Or nothing. On the count of three, we'll all raise up our, our rating. Uh, yeah. Ready? Uh, no, One. No. Two. Uh, no. Three. Mm. 
Okay, right. okay, okay, good, okay, good, okay, good. okay. That's it. That works. Don't say gave it a black that face. That works. That works. Gerard, I gave white palms. It was tricky though, but yeah, go ahead. I'll say that what it did was it showed that one, all the main characters in this movie were women. Oh, true. Yes. Two of those women were women of color. So all of the action in the movie was motivated by a Mexican-American woman. Right. And then the other part of the friendship was a black woman. Yeah. So I can say that it was an example of you can... Because on the poster, it's Selma Hayek, Tiffany Haddish, and Rose Byrne. Mm-hmm. So there's only one white woman on a movie poster. When are you ever right. in your life seen multiple... True. If there's a bunch of women on a movie poster, you're just like, oh, only one of them is going to be black or none of them are going to none. be any person of color. Usually not. Yeah. Usually none. So yeah. I think it helped the cause if it wasn't specifically for black people. I did. I do think it helped the cause of seeing women of color driven movies. That makes sense. Because the precipitating factor to all of the action in the movie was what Selma Hayek would... Her character was director. Damn, that, so, makes me, that makes me think of it different. I gave it, I gave it a, a palm because I was like, man, I don't know if this helped them. Because I was like, since it didn't make money, I was like, did it help Tiffany? But also, Tiffany's so big now that she just gonna be Tiffany. Um, I will say I did like it, but I got to see. So I watched Pose, and I got to see Billy Porter in like a comedy, so that made me feel real happy. Yes. So yes, 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 yes. I mean. Also, like here. Also, it's so hard to hear his voice now from watching Pose. So it just, it just hearing him speak just puts me in a different place. Because like when he's like, um, uh, like when he's pray tell. pray tell and he's speaking at the balls, or like he just has this this energy and like I just hear it now. Like even when he shuts them mm-hmm. up, I just hear how he talks to everybody. But yeah, I still enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I I I did. Oh yeah, when you go sit your ass I, down, talking. I, <laughs> yes. I love that. Oh, yes. That's when you know. This is when you know we're your friends. Yes. We're just like I'm not. But sit, no, sit down. We are having this conversation because yes. she sat right down. She's like, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was amazing. Yes. That was great. And he had a great like, you know, reason to yell at her too. He was like, you. It's not even that you fired me. It's like you literally never talked to me after. Like, what's up with That's that? Real. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Billy Porter and Tasha Rothwell was was also great in it. Yeah, and the other two, like Selma and and Tiffany, were great. So it, you know, it it, it was good. It was good. I think like, um, yeah, this was one of those movies where like race really wasn't like they didn't really talk about it at all. Which not honestly is once. Yeah, literally not once. It was so <laughs> yeah. great. It yeah. was so great because no one said anything about that. It was. They had like when they showed like the young like the young group of girlfriends. Oh yeah, where it was the black friend and the white friend, and it was obvious them being like, "Oh, this is us." But it never, no one ever referenced the fact how is this white girl friends with? They're at that rich white lady's house all the fucking time, and yeah. it's just we're just here. But there's so many times like growing up, like I never. I've talked. I think I talked about more about race as an adult than I think I ever did as a kid. Yeah, yeah, just, definitely. Yeah, you're just friends with people, and then like eventually you'd be like, you know, like when my friends like in our neighborhood be like, Felipe, bring your Mexican ass on. He's like, I'm not Mexican. I'm from El Salvador. That's the most. <laughs> 
We would talk about it. Like, they keep doing it. And they got to the point where me and Felipe were like, he's from El, he's from El Salvador. He's like, I know where yeah. he's from. I just fuck with him. <laughs> but like, other than that, I was also into a really diverse school. So it's like, we were all different. Everybody knew the words to suavemente. Like, we weren't out here talking about this all the time. But it's nice to just see like an interracial friendship and not everybody in the movie is always talking about, well, it's right. so great that they're friends. And it's so nice that yeah. they're friends. Like, it's just, a, it's a, it gets annoying sometimes. It's like, bitch, we see yeah. them. We didn't need this mentioned 25 uh, yeah. times in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Um so I'll say thank you yes. so much for, for coming on the pod. Yes. Uh, Thanks, where can buddies. people find you? Can they find you on social media? or? I'm on the interwebs. I'm on the Instawams. Um, <laughs> I have a page on Facebook, but I'm really on it because who wants to argue with other people's aunties? And, <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter, even though I don't understand it. And uh, I got, uh, uh, yeah, I'm on the interwebs. So yeah, and it's all at Dulce Sloan, D-U-L-C-E-S-L-O-A-N. It's spelled in Spanish, not Italian. And I'm updating my website. Who knows what it's gonna look like when I'm done? Uh, but it's it's still the same as it was before right now. But thank you for having me. I'm so glad you guys have me on. No, thank you, seriously. Yes, you. of course. Thank you, thank you. Yes, and keep and everyone watch keep watching the daily show. Um, yeah, I'm on that too. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I'm glad I got to tell uh, you how much I love the Astronomy Club. That no, was, honestly, that, that was shocking. Thank you so much. That, that was great. That means- <laughs> Fucking love that show. How do we bring it back? They keep saving one day at a time. How do we save Astronomy Club? Because they, yeah, they, uh, they worked hard to save that damn show. Yo, they definitely did. It's been on three different networks. I think it's on its... Bruh, and it was a cartoon at one point. I'm like, they're not fucking playing with this one day at a time show. <laughs> so I don't know if y'all need to go animated. I don't know what that has to happen. But I want to call yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you can follow us at Blackman Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmanpodcast.com is our website. Follow me at John Braylock. Uh, James is at James Third Comedy. Yep. And I'm at Gerard Milligan on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, y'all. Bye, friends. Yeah. Thank you. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today!